तच्छ्योरावृणीमहे गाय गापत दैवी स्वस्तिरस्तु नस्तिर्मानुषेभ्य ऊर्ध्व जिगाषज शोस्तु दिपदे शुष्पदे ओं शाशाशाति सहस्रशीर्षा पुष सहस्राक्ष सहस्रपा स भूमि विश्व वृद्वा अत्यशांगुलाेदगम सर्व यदूत भव्यम उतामृतत्शान यदनेतीरोहतीता महिमा अतो जायागश्चपूरुषः पादोस्य विश्वभूतानी त्रिपादस्यामृत दिवी त्रिपाधूर्दयुषः पादोस्हा भवात्न तथो विश्वांग्यक्रामत साशनाशने अभी तस्माराड जायत विराजोधिपूरुषः स जातोत्त पश्चात भूमिमथो पुरः यत्षेण हविषाजमतन्वता वसंत अस्यासीदाज्यम ग्रीष्मध्वशरधवि सप्तासपरदेहसप्तमृता तन्वना अबद्धम पुषं पशु तम यहिषि प्रौक्षन पुषं जातमग्रता तेन देवाध्याषिश्चे तस्मादुद संभृत प्रसदाज्यम पशुगश्चाग्चक्रेवायव्यान आरण्याग्राम्याश्चे तस्मादुद रचस्ताजग्निरे छंदागुंसी जग्निरे तस्मात तस्मादश्वाजाचो भयादत गावोह जग्निरे तस्मात्जाताजा व्यदधु कतिधाव्यकन मुखम किमस्य कौ बाहु कावूरूपादाउच्येते ब्राह्मणोस्य मुखमासीत बाहूराजान्यदस्य्य पध्यागुम शूद्रो अजात चंद्रमा मनसो जाता चक्षसूर्यो अजाता मुखादींद्रचाग्निश्च प्राणाद्वायुरजाता नाभ्यासीदरीक्ष शीष्ण्योद्योत्समर्तता पद्याोकागम अकलयन वेदाहमेत पुषं महांत आदिवर्णम तमसस्तु पारे सर्वाणि रूपाणि विचिधीर नाभिवदन यदास्ते धातापुरस्ताद मुदा जहार शक्र प्रवान्तिश्रस्रम विद्वान्मृत नान्य पंथायनाय विद्यते यज्ञनेग्नमेजंतर्माभतमसन्हनाक महिमानसंते यूर्व साध्यस्तुद पृथिव्यरसाच विश्वकर्मण सवर्तताधी तस्तुपमे तत्षस्य विश्वजानमग्रे वेदाहमेत पुषं महांत आदिवर्णम तमस परस्ता तमेव विद्वान्मृत नान्य पंथा विद्यते यनाय प्रजापतिशरतिगर्भे अंत अजायमो बहुधा विजाते तस्धीर पिजानी मरीचीना पदमी वेदस यो देवेभ्य आतपति यो देवा पुरोहिद 
पूर्वो यो देवेभ्यो जादह नमो रुचाय ब्रह्मये रुचम ब्रह्म जनयंत देवाग्रे तद्रुवन यस्वैवं ब्राह्मणो विद्या तस्वशे श्रीश्चते लक्ष्मीश पत्न्य अहोरात्रे पार्श्वे नक्षत्रूपम अश्विनौ व्यातम इष्टमिषाण अमुम मनिषाण सर्व मनिषाण तछ्योरावृणीमहे गाय गापत दैवी स्वस्तिरस्तुन स्वस्तिर्माषेभ्य ऊर्धम जिगाषज षण्णस्तु द्विपदे षंचतुष्पदे ओं शातिशाति ಪ್ರತಿಷ್ಠ so it is giving the understanding of the kind of the nature of brahman that it is a substratum from which everything is born in which everything grows and in which everything finally dissolves so the nature the, this brahman which we are trying to learn the first shloka itself has this point then it goes on and describes the brahman so yat adresyam agrahyam ಅಚಕ್ಷುಸ್ತ್ರೋತ್ರಮಪಾಪಾದಿಂಗ್ಸ್ಕ್ರೈಬ್ರಹ್ಮನ್ the brahman will give him that anubhuti so that's why this kind of description has been given in directly the sixth shloka of this upanishad and then it goes on and describes the creation process like it gave an example of spider it gave an example of how the spider creates web from its own from within its own then it again the web dissolves into the spider when it decides to remove the web and similarly it also gave the example of how trees come from earth and such an example so all the all these examples the creation process when the upanishad is describing it is giving the seeker a view of this substratum basically it it is telling that everything that you see has come out of this substratum including you and all that exists in that way is only this substratum and uh, that is the brahman so now uh, after understanding this creation process it goes on and explains various uh, uh, rituals that are performed uh, in the uh, second and third mundaka and then it says that plavahyaka uh, in that shloka it says uh, all these rituals or anything should be done with an understanding and the inquiry about the substratum the realization that what is the real you what is your swarupa and it also warns us that if one is engaged in only the doing and experiencing the fruits of the practices any rituals or anything we do and without any um, uh, uh, eye on the substratum or the understanding of what is your swarupa uh, these persons uh, they call them like uh, 
they become that they get that false pride and they think that is the only thing that is there in reality and i have the control of doing stuff and experiencing stuff and and this leads to that uh, it gives an example of blind men following blind men so where people generally think that life is all about just doing things and experiencing things and there is nothing more to it so having given that warning it again brings us back to the nature of brahman and it 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 says that basically that is the self shining light inside every one of us which is reflecting through all our bodies so the in that natatra suryo jati uh, bhati uh, shloka which we discussed in detail and then uh, so basically it, it it is giving the siddhanta and then it goes and tells various sadhana texts the one important thing is it gives the omkara meditation it says pranavodana sharo hyatma brahmat lakshamukhuchyate so it it is telling that uh, to use the omkara as the bow and your yourself as the arrow and your target is the brahman so this is how uh, the seeker uh, who who wants to have focus on this and learn this knowledge can this is one of the technique uh, the upanishad is telling and later on uh, it is nicely giving the examples of two birds on a tree dwasuparna saija sakhaya so in this we saw that there are jivan muktas right among us like we we are uh, we are transacting in the same world which has multiple jivan muktas among us and they are having a completely different experience of just being a witness and being in the uh, this aparokshanubhuti whereas the others the other bird which is like uh, the seekers of normal we we are more into the doing and experience cycle and having a lot of suffering in the world so it is telling that it is not uh, it is giving us pointers to where to look for and how to proceed on the path then it also talks about uh, uh, like we said uh, the the hurdles that one encounters uh, when trying to seek this knowledge it talks about trikarana shuddhi so it talks about how by t- telling only the truth the satyam your walk walk your <laughs> the trikaranas being your mouth your uh, uh, mind and then your body so by talking the truth your mind is getting shuddhi your by tapas uh, your your mental level is getting shuddhi and then by brahmacharya your body is getting shuddhi so it also talks so various seekers who are unable to uh, actually have that aparokshanubhuti there is one of the problem that is with them like samsaya viparyaya and ajnana so for various things these things so upanishad covers those elements also what one should do and uh, uh, what are the different and we also saw the again it describing the satyam eva jayate so how this is the the eternal the pure existence is the only eternal thing and anything else which uh, which is not eternal is anrutam and uh, uh, and it also said that it is the subtler of the subtlest and uh, uh, it's the biggest of the bigger of the biggest so it's both the anoraniyan and mahatomahiyan kind of thing and uh, at the same place it says that uh, uh, you can't know it by your sense organs your buddhi or any of the current senses which you have and uh, uh, because the, uh, i think the it's it's like uh, if it's not uh, it's transcending all your uh, sense organs and it is since it is a substratum it is not it cannot be caught by something that is appearing in the substratum then finally in the last class we saw this uh, प्रवचन लभ्या 
tasya vinutay tanuswam so basically what it is saying is not by giving discourses not by your intellect uh, not by any tapas that you can achieve this atma but the one who has strong desire of the atman itself like who chooses the atman to be his only goal only such a person to such a person that the atma will reveal reveal itself so the while uh, while we are doing any of this uh, discourses tapas or anything our our choice our concentration should be only on the brahma padartha and through that it will reveal it to ourselves uh so i think that's where um, uh, we left it in the last class so uh, uh, arvind ji please take it over from here yeah. thank you shrinivas for the summary and covered almost all previous topics which this upanishad has been teaching us uh i'll do because today being the last class of this session let me do the shanti mantra for this upanishad before and after om vadram karne vishrunyama deva vadram pasye makshavir yajatra stirai rangai sushtu vagum sastanu vihi vyashema devahitam yadayu sostina indro vridashrava ಸ್ವಸ್ತಿಷ್ಟೇಮಿಸ್ಪದಿಸ್ಮೋ ಬ್ರಹ್ಮ ವಿದ್ಯಾಸಂಪ್ರದಾಯಕರ್ತೃಭ್ಯ ವಂಶಋಷಿಭ್ಯೋ ಮಹದ್ಭ್ಯೋ ನಮೋ ಗುರುಭ್ಯ ಶಂಕರ ಶಂಕರಾಚಾರ್ಯ ಕೇಶವಂಬಾದರಾಯಣ ಸೂತ್ರಭಾಷಿತ ವಂದೇ ಭಗವಂತ ಪುನಃಪುನಃಶ್ವರೋ ಗುರುರಾತ್ಮೇಧಿ ಮೂರ್ತಿಭೇದ ವಿಭಾಗಿ ಮೇ ವ್ಯೋಮವತ್ಯಾಪ್ತೇಹಾಯ ದಕ್ಷಿಣಾಮೂರ್ತ ನಮಃ ಓಂ ಶ್ರೀಗುರುಭ್ಯೋ ನಮಃಸ್ತ್ರೀಯೋ ಸೊ ಇನ್ ದ ಲಾಸ್ಟ್ ಕ್ಲಾಸ್ ದ ಲಾಸ್ಟ್ ಮಂತ್ರ ವಾಸ್ ನಾಯಮಾತ್ಮ ಬಲಹೀನ ಲಭ್ಯ ನಪಸ ವಲಿಂಗಾತ್ so there the question was there api alinga shankaracharya when explaining the alinga he has used the word sanyasa as the linga so alinga advapi avilinga means not even by taking sanyasa is what he has explained in there that can be one of the maybe in which it can be explained which i omitted in the last class so etai upayai ete tastu vidwan tasya esha atma vishade brahmadama so what does it say that brahmadama the abode of brahma now this is the subject which is going to be discussed in detail in the coming sutras coming uh, mantras and it is uh, and uh, what are the achievement how does it appear to be is what is being given so one who knows the wise who knows this atman he enters now the word enters when he vishate when when uses it is normally when we have two things one can enter the other but what does the mean vishate here when the brahma dhama it because the some some commentators have mentioned brahma dhama as brahma loka and where the uh, the, the the seeker enters the brahma loka till the 
pralaya, mahapralaya, and then he attains mukti from the Brahmaloka. But that is not the way in which Shankaracharya has explained in the Advaita philosophy. Brahma Dhamma is the word of Brahma, is Brahma Eva. Brahma is, is Brahma Dhamma means it is the it is the it is the place where Brahma is there, which means Sarvagadam Susukshman. When you say that, there is no place which is not a Brahma Dhamma. So from that point of view, every moment or every location or every spot is a Brahma spot because without Brahma nothing can exist. So how can, when you are already in it, how can you attain it? I mean, how can you visate in it? So the visate is when uh, an obstacle is removed, the Whereas the spot covering a lamp, when it is removed, the lamp shines by itself. Same way when the ignorance in the jiva by atnana samshya viparya rupena, these are the three things, the doubt and uh, misconception, misapprehension and uh, doubt on the teaching. When these three gets removed, then you get into a state of conviction of Nididhyasana or Nishtidat Nigadhi. At that time, it is as if, you know, when the, when the rope is removed, you become free. If the rope was never a restriction, as long as you don't consider the rope as a restriction, the rope became a restriction only for movement, but not for your awareness or your thinking. You are not the body. So the, the restriction of the rope was only on the body. It's like that. The Brahma bit or the one who has known the Brahma, he doesn't identify with his body anymore. So he is as if he's, he is attaining that, is what it is mentioned in this world. Now to explain some other aspects in the Samprapya, next mantra says that, Samprapya yenam rishayaha, jnana triptaha, kritatmanaha, vitaragaha, prashantaha, te sarvagam sarvataha, prapya dhira yuktamanaha sarvam eva avishanti. Samprapya, having attained, so in the previous mantra we saw that, he vishate brahmadhamma, so having now attained that, this state of Brahmadama, Rishayaha, one who have been, Rishis who have been steadfast in realizing this, by how did they do it? Jnana Triptaha, by satisfying that through knowledge, it is not a, this is again very clear that when they say Jnana Triptaha Rishayaha, the Rishis became attaining at the state is only through Jnana. Is being established again by that. That oneness with the Brahman happens only through knowledge. It is not a physical movement. It is not a, a, a no, an experience which is not already existing in, in us. It is by knowing what is we are experiencing. With the correct knowledge, what we experience becomes a reality. Not what is changing, which isn't. There, you should remember that Satyam Eva Jayate Nanaratam. So that mantra, you should keep it in mind when we say that this 
the reality is that existence anuratham is the one which is delusion which is causing the delusion so when the delusions are gone and the knowledge gets established they become the jnana drutaha and because of that what is the result krutatmanaha they they are self contained there is nothing more to be achieved nothing more work to be done they are in a bliss of self attained you know contentment that is the krutatmanaha and how does that krutatmanatvam happens that or that state of as you know self satisfied or self contained state appear that when you become vidaraga without any de- uh, attachments or desires when you become when you don't have any more desires there is not no nothing prompting you to do any action or to achieve anything so janadi ichchadi yadate if you know something is other than you then you you have it you can tendency to have a desire for that and attain you can work for that but when your desires are subsided and you know the desires are the vagaries of the mind and the mind is a not what you are you are observing your mind so the desires of the mind is not yours so that is of the mind and you being the observer of the mind can detach from the desires so therefore the vidaragatvam or the hap, the detachment of the desires or the state of de- devoid of desires happens only by knowledge that is why jnana truptaha kritatmanaha vidaraga has been told mentioned one after the other and after that what happens when one we become prashantaha the shanti is that shanti which comes from when nothing else is there to disturb the peace that is the only peace which is which you can really call as a peace anything which appears other than us or other than the individual that peace is disturbed because the presence of the other one is always is a cause of either attraction or repulsion or every in or any sort of mental attitude can come towards that but when you don't have nothing other than you yourself or our atman or our knowledge or our being our awareness is the only thing which is there that is the time there is nothing to disturb the peace something similar to what we are experiencing in our deep sleep we we are there which we, we there is nothing to disturb us from that we we know we exist we are we had a good sleep and there was nothing disturbing that state of tranquility and atmospheres where which we get rejuvenated similar to that will be the state of a jnani who has krutatmanaha who has jnana tattaha who is called a rishi so a rishi it enjoys the same peace what we get in our normal deep sleep even when he is awake or he is in dream because he doesn't see anything other than himself or he there is no separation and therefore the oneness is always in his feel te sarvagam therefore they are all pervading because when you become sarv everything you you can be called you are pervading everything and sarvada in all places that i mean the the space spatial or time or movement 
all those things becomes you know words of no meaning from that point of view because where can the space move where can the space travel or where is the multiple location where the space is not there so that the space can move so sarvagam sarvataha is only and the word can confuse the here the prapya one who has reached the what it is not that he has reached the space or anything jnana triptaha that state having prapya having reached the state of containment through the knowledge dhiraha dhimantaha yuktaatmanaha is self attain yukta atma means become one with atma yujjhatu from that yoga or atma atma samyoga becoming one with the atma himself or he was atma he is atma and he knew that he is all everything sarvam aapnodi sarvashaha is what the chandogya upanishad says in men narada and this tanaka maharshi when the conversation thing this bhuma or this brahman sarvam aapnodi sarvashaha it is pervading aapnodi means to pervade sarvam aapnodi it pervades everything sarvashaha mean all the time that knowledge is what is happening to the dhira the wise one and sarvam eva avishandi the same meaning is conveyed here by this another word that he pervades everything sarvam aapnodi sarvashaha that chandogyapanishad word is put it in a different words here that's all but the meaning being the same so that rishi who has understood this realization had the knowledge of what is the reality having un- understood and attained that he is a kritatmanaha he is a one who is self satisfied and how does it appear to be this is a very important mantra which is chanted when uh, you know great mahatmas are being welcomed by the ashrams or holy places they chant this mantra as a part of the rituals vedanta vijnana sunishchitartaha sanyasa yogat yatayas shuddha satvaha te brahmalokeshu parandakale paramruda parimuchandi sarve beautiful words vedanta vijnana sunishchitartha it is actually the it is it's a compound word vedanta vijnanam sunishchitam artham there are four words in it so sunishchitartha well established in the meanings of what vedanta vijnana what knowledge has been conveyed through the vedanta or the upanishad having got clarity of the essence of the vedas and established in that knowledge how did they do that sanyasa yoga the act of renunciation is not the okar rope or the you know lakshana or the you know the method in which it is to be counted samyak nyasate iti sanyasa as absolute detachment is what is called sanyasa and yoga is the method in which that is being done therefore sanyasa yoga becomes the method through which at most detachment is being practiced by those who yataya those who renounce it 
they become established in the knowledge of the vedanta and clarity of that knowledge therefore they become shuddha sattvaha of pure mind absolutely clear mind there is no contain contamination in their mind vidyade hridaya gradin chindere sarva samshaya chiyande chaasya karmani tasmin drishteya paravare is the mantra which we studied earlier so all the three type of knots of atnyana samshaya vipadhyaya that ignorance doubt and misapprehension all these right of contamination is removed from the mind because they are established in the clear knowledge of the vedanta icha vijnana and therefore their mind becomes pure te brahma lokeshu in the brahma loka paranta kale at the time of death paramrita become one with the immortal para amrita parimuchandi they completely resolve into that one which is here is the word brahma loka need a explanation brahma eva brahma loka so brahma the same word will keep coming brahma again and again in the mantras coming also so with the knowledge what really happens they are not going to have the moment that knowledge become a conviction the individuality or the ego or the separation which they feel the the yataha is the in the yoga sanyasi or the one who has taken to this renunciation or who has understood the knowledge he becomes a dead person as far as the world is concerned for him he is not the one who is dying the world of multiplicity dies therefore brihat lokam brahma lokam the multiplicity which appeared as separate till then becomes one therefore the multiplicity dies that is the parandakale meaning should be taken not as a physical death or the body because for them the body is also part of the world because they see the body as part of the jagat so when the multiplicity of the name and form in the world of objects goes the death of his own body as a world of object which had gone through change from the childhood till now is also seen as a change of the name of form of the awareness in which it was existing that is paramrita that then he becomes amrita amrita means immortal because he is he identifies that it is the body which is which has till now bad a separate entity now that is no more that i am the immortal then parimuchandi is a another word which has got he this is much dadu much mochane means mukti or liberation parimuchandi what who parimuchandi is in plural yatayaha parimuchandi those who have understood this knowledge they resolve everything into their now through their knowledge as one and only one ekameva dvidiyam brahma that knowledge is what is going to happen to such a person so vedanta vijnana sunishtitata sanyasa yoga yataya shuddha sattva te brahma lokeshu parandakale paramrada parimuchandi sarve so sarve means 
there is no sarva or no multiplicity existing anymore for them. So it is a sarvatvam or the multiplicity which is getting dissolved, become mukti or freed from the multiplicity. The state of multiplicity is freed. Therefore, the multiplicity doesn't stay as a multiplicity. It becomes one with the Brahma. Therefore, Brahma Loka becomes one Loka or it is not a world with multiple objects. There is only one. Ekameva Dutiya. Then comes the next mantra. Gataha Kalaha Panchadasha Pratishtita Pratishta Devacha Sarve Pratidevatsu Karmani Vitnana Mayacha Atma Pare Abhiye Sarve Eki Bhavanti. Eki Bhavanti means merges into one. What are the things? Gataha Kalaha Panchadeshaha Pratishta Devacha Sarve. All of the things. What are that? Time, Kalaha. Now Panchadesha here is Panchadesha Kalaha. Panchadesha Kalaha is the 15 Kalas in the uh, in the Kala, what they say in the in the Prashnopinishad, in the sixth mantra, there is a question, there is a statement explaining what are the 16 Kalas of Purusha. Prana Masrajataha, Prana Shabda, Kham Vayu Jyoti, Apaha Prithibi Indriyam Manaha. Annam Annadviryam Tapo Manna, Tapan Tapam Anna, Karma Loka Lokeshucha Namnacha. So these are the prana from prana, the faith, space, air, fire, water, earth, a deva means organs, mind, food. From food comes viryam with the virility, austerity, tapaha, and uh, mantraha, the Vedic mantraha, karma, all the sacrifices and everything which we do, lokaha, the worlds, and in the worlds, the names from the world, multiplicity, the names comes. So, these 16 are the one which is mentioned in the Prashna Upanishad. So, referring to the here, he has left out in this man, this Upanishad, he has said only Panchadesha Kalaha, 15 Kalas. So, one which has been left out. Why did the question can come? Why did he leave out the five Kalas, one Kala here? When he mentioned that they are all Eki Bhavanti, we can't get an answer in this Upanishad. So for that we have to go to, we have to go to the Brihadarani Upanishad. Why it is happening? In the Brihadarani Upanishad, Arthavaka is asking a question to Yatnyavalkya. There he gives an answer. Sa prana masarjataha, prana sabdaha. Kham Vayu Jyoti, this is the what Prashna Upanishad tension. So what does the same thing is oh in that used by the Yatnyavalkya in the in the Brahadarni Upanishad when he says Yatnyavalkya Sahovaja Atrayam Purusha Mriyate Kim Enam Na Jahati. That is the Arthabhaga's question. When the Purusha here, when he dies, what is that which is going? That Nama iti anandam vai, Nama ananta vishve deva, anandam eva, satena lokam jayati. So Yatnivalkya says that everything 
dissolves here except the nama what does it mean that other than nama everything goes he is what the explanation given is that the names are if we, even if we look at our own this thing the mind intellect body physical body everything has come as part of our birth but the name has been given by the world from outside it is a superimposition onto the body so what is with us the name we cannot take it along with us because that we didn't bring it with us so the name cannot be taken therefore here the pancha desha kala is mentioned in this one in the this upanishad and the same thing in the prashna upanishad also he says the kanama remains when the dissolution takes place so even though the 16 kalas are mentioned there also the name remains therefore the name of a brahmatnyani remains as as left out that cannot be dissolved because that is not given by the 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 srishti has not brought the name along with it it is being given by therefore pandajas panchadasa kala pratishtita devacha all these devacha means all the indriyas and the respective devas or the the powers behind that vision sound etc sarve devaha prati devasu in their respective positions they merge back karmani in in karma vijnana mayacha in the the individuality the dissolves what the actions all the karmas sanjita prarabdha and agami karma and vijnana maya the jnana maya atma dissolves all those things pare abhiye and where does the atman dissolve pare abhiye in the absolute brahman where all those things become one sarve eki bhavanti so the panchadasha kalas all the organs the panchadasha kalas which includes in this one sankaracharya is using the panchendriya sense organ panja karmendriya and the uh, the five sheets of body you know annamaya pranamaya manomaya vijnanamaya all those bodies also is dissolved into this and so and along with the karma that because actions are being done by manasa vacha karmana so therefore they they also dissolve through with through vijnanamaya becoming knowledge vijnanamaya is the na- the nature in which they dissolve when the knowledge knows what is these 15 and the karma the knowledge dissolves the reality of their separate and existence because they all names and forms existing in awareness so therefore the vijnanamaya atma dissolves all of them and pare abhiye eki bhavanti and then then dissolves into the absolute brahman where in dissolving that now for that the example is given here yada nadyaha syantavanaha samudre astam gachandi namarupe vihaya tada vidwan namarupat vimuktah paraparam purusham upaiti dravnivyam yada nadya syantavana samudram just as the rivers flowing down from the hills and the mountains 
Samudre astam gachandi. They dissolve into the merging to ocean. They lose the nama rupa, the name and the form which they have as a river, a separate entity that is dissolved in the merging with the ocean. By dissolving means nama rupam vihaya. The name and form is being no more there once you merge that river merges in the water of the river merges into the ocean. Tata, like that, Vidduan, the one who is wise, Nama Rupat Vimuktaha. Here is the beauty of it. He gets freed from the name and form. The name and form will be seen by the world outside. But from his point of view, he is a Vimukta. So Nama Rupat Vimuktaha is a internal experience of the Vidwan. Whereby Paratparam Purusham Upeiti, he becomes one with the absolute Purusha, which is effulgent, divyam in nature. That knowledge of the, the effulgence of the knowledge, which is the nature of the Purusha or the Brahman, in that the, here is this, this is where the lot of discussions are happening in those commentaries. Whether this is the state is called the Jeevan Mukta, Videha Mukta, or Sadyo Mukti, etc., etc. There are different types of it. What are they? Basically, they, the theory says that Mukti is of two types. Sadyo Mukti and Videha Mukti. Immediate liberation, Jeevan Mukta and Videha Mukta. Other, the other words which you can say that. Jeevan Muktaha is Jeevan Neva Muktaha. He is alive. But he is free from the, the normal entanglements of the heart, the Hridaya Grandi. So he is free from the bondages of the heart or the, of the ignorance. He is no more under the clutches of ignorance, Avidya Maya. But he has not abandoned his body. Therefore he appears to be living and therefore he is called a Jeevan Mukta. Now, Videha Mukta is another state which is being told in the, in the scriptures where the Deha is Vigada, means Vigada Deha. By, de, by leaving the, by casting away the body, the person becomes free. And as usual, people want to argue, they argue that you know, Jeevan Mukta is a state, he becomes absolutely free only after his body goes when he becomes Videha Mukta. Then there are certain people saying that, you know, no, Videha Mukta is a Krama Mukti. You know, it, it, he, he slowly starts realizing that the, the ignorance and then when he leaves his body, then only he becomes free. The question comes, does the light remove darkness slowly, one, you know? Or when the knowledge happens, the ignorance about an object, does it go slowly? Like, you know, the example which is used is that, you know, the sunlight when the, the dew mel melts slowly and the objects become clearer. That is the way, is it that way? Or is it like lightning? Like lightning when it strikes, the, all the objects are lit at the same time. So these type of arguments are practically going on unabatedly even now 
because people have not been see these arguments are valid only for people who are sitting on the other bank and describing what is happening on the other side of the bank of the river unless you cross over to that this is where i say unless we shift our identification from the mind body and intellect these explanations will not make any sense it will be nama matra mere terminologies and explanation of the upanishad the upanishad has no interest in giving terminology and definitions of you know experiences these are all words of the rishis who have experienced it so he is telling from the point of a reality of a truth and how do we know this truth only if we become that therefore nama roopa vimukta bhavati cheteva if we remove our identification with the name and forms not only of ourselves but of everything which we transact in the world as names and forms then only we will see the substratum which is common in me you the world and every atom once we are shifting our identity from the name and form which are transient in nature which is temporary in nature experience only during the waking the dream has a different body and name the deep sleeper has neither of them so we know that they are not permanent in nature yet we have one awareness which says that i went to dream i went to deep sleep i i was awake so the one who knows the three changes happening in him has to be different from that therefore shift our identity to that awareness which is the observer or which knows everything once we shift that then only we will see that everything is like that that is where the nama roopa vimuktaha paravaram purusham upaiti vidyabhyam this mantra is that way then comes the ninth mantra which says that ृष्टिपाइम who he who is indeed as understood what i have been telling till now he is brahma vit he is the one who knows about brahman a one who knows about brahman is not different from brahma brahma vit brahmaiva bhavati how does it happen brahman is not something separate from you when he is talking at tat tvamasi it when the upanishad not this upanishad the other upanishad chandogya upanishad say tat tvamasi when you are said that you are so and so we have the knowledge of happening i am so and so or when somebody says you have become a father you you know that you have become a father or your grandfather you said you have become a grandfather or you know become a grandfather that is a knowledge based on the circumstances i am not talking about that in the total picture of it i am talking about about the knowledge aspect only when somebody tells you an an information that information makes you feel that 
you are owner of that knowledge and if the knowledge that is pertaining about yourself it is not that you are knowing about something outside but knowing something about yourself that is the place where you become the knowledge see if i say that if i was told that i i i am in uh, in xyz place that is a knowledge of xyz as a place and i am as a physical body is in that place now if somebody says that i am in my house i am this is the hotel in which i am staying or this is the room number you are saying when you collect the key from the your hotel you say that you are number 304 or whatever may be the number of the room then you know that you identify yourself with the not is still the room is different from you are something there your proximity comes closer you as long as you are occupying the room you say my room even though you have never purchased the room that room was never yours while the time of using as long as you are not checking out you say it is my room you will tell any friend come to my room we'll discuss there why my room you didn't purchase the room but it was an outside one yet we have that attitude of saying that it is mine but here is something which is said that you are that tad tvamasi when that is being said what is the type of knowledge we all get it that knowledge is not a knowledge about an object or a possession or anything other than but our own nature that is the time when the knowledge becomes ours and we become the knowledge the knowledge is not separate the object of the knowledge is not separate the knower is not separate the knower the knowledge and the knowing becomes one tadeva that is the exactly the same say brahma vid brahmaiva bhavati one who has understood brahma what is the nature of brahma sarvam khalu idam bhatma ayamatma brahma aham brahmasmi all those words are telling what each one of us our real nature is brahma yet as long as we have the doubt samshaya atnyana viparyaya we will not accept it that will not become our knowledge or we will not become brahma or atma because we doubt it we are having expectation in our mind that something should happen it is an experience out of the world or somebody should bring and the light should you know flash in my head or something some change should happen from my normal living how can that be not happening when i when somebody is being told it is because we have the doubt samshaya atyana atyana is ignorance about not only ourselves but also about brahman because we are being told that you are the brahman so we do not know who we are we do not know who is brahman therefore we have a problem of making that aham brahmasmi is not a knowledge so atnyana then samshaya samshaya comes from this point of view when we say that even if it is told how can it be this knowledge should make a bring a different experience for me from this normal normal experience which i am having in my world of experiences because this is something which you know which people are not getting on a normal basis so i should have a different experience from the normal people this is samshaya and what is viparyaya viparyaya is for people who have heard stories about you know 
the nectar falling through the uh, brain or you know a light flashing thousand suns rising coming inside these are all viparya which are the three things these three are not the truth the truth is that you are brahman we every one of us are of that nature with this very moment we are all brahmatnyans we have the knowledge of brahman and we are brahman and everything what we are knowing is brahman but we are not accepting it because of the three defects which i told earlier if we can know this without a doubt and if it becomes your conviction brahma with brahma eva bhavati and only that is the state of vimukti so all the mantras or explanations which i have been telling till now this upanishad has to culminate with this knowledge and becoming that you undoubtedly or without even that doubting even for an iota of a second we should know that our nature is this awareness not the physical body not the mind not the anything all of them are in me as awareness the name and forms and etc the names and forms are temporary they are not reality the reality is that i was aware of them everything is an awareness i as an individual is also an awareness it's only what is reality is that bodham pratibodha viditam matam that is the only truth which is what we have to realize when we shift to that that identification of that awareness then brahmaiva bhavati we become brahma na brahma vid kule bhavati what in in his in asya brahma vid brahma vid kule na asya brahmavit kule bhavati in his kula for seven generations there will not be non none other than brahmavit this is what the mantra says if one knows it not only he becomes now this mantra has got a twist in it typical meaning is that if one person becomes brahma the mantra say that seven generations prior to him seven generations after to him he will become brahmavit it is not that those people will become brahmavit from his point of view being in his kula means here does don't take that the jati kula or the by braver here the vasudeva kutumbam vasudaiva kutumbam the whole universe is your kulam so there is nothing other than brahma in his kula even before there was nothing nobody which who was not a brahma brahma there is not going to be anybody who is not a brahma even after that so this feeling of there was no birth and death all those things are all notions in awareness so that also gets nullified so brahmaiva bhavati sarvam khalu idam brahma or ayamatma brahma aham brahmasmi all of them are merging together into one unified experience and what is the benefit of it tarati shokam tarati patmanam guha grandibhyo vimuktaha amrita bhavanti shokam soro how does the shoka soro come when he have a separation then a soro can come how does a papa come or the sin 
when you do something bad or something do another thing when you are neither having action nor having desire how can there be papa how can there be shavaka so he crosses over the sorrows he is beyond the papas and beyond the sorrows guha grandibhyo vimuktaha guha grandibhya means in the heart whatever the ignorance of the three type of ignorance which we have been mentioned about it samshaya vidyana viparyaya the three grandis guha grandi vimuktaha freed from that amrita bhavanti such a person becomes immortal because for him there is no more birth and death he is in awareness awareness never dies awareness never takes birth awareness never travels anywhere awareness is sarvagatam awareness is all sarvam khalidam brahma it is all pure awareness only bodham only the pratibodha viditam every bodham is experiencing everything is that that moment there is no moment which is without bodham even in the deepest of the deepest sleep the bodham is the one with which you remained so he becomes free from that with this the upanishad is over and the next two mantras are explain is an instruction for the teachers who are going to teach that as well as the students who are going to learn kriyavandaha shrotriya brahmanishta swayam juhurta ekarshim shraddayantaha tesham evatam brahmavidyam vetata shirovratam vidivat as to chirnam now the following has been laid down as the duties for the teacher as well as the student who is that so vasrotriya he has to have the faith and study of the shastras and he should be brahmanishta he should have the nishta or vritti brahmakara vritti brahma vritti should be there in such a person he should be thinking only about brahman swayam juhuda he offers himself he performs himself or he offers himself as a ahuti or it means his personality or his individuality is being offered in the altar of brahmanishta that is the ritual called ekarni ekarni vidya ekarshi vidya ekarshi yatnya shraddayanda with with the faith one who does this ekarshi jahuti the yaga tesham eva etam to only to those people one must impart the teacher should know that the student is brahmanishtha srotriya and he has swayam juhudi he is the one who has left or removed all his personality individuality <clears throat> so and shirovratam vidivatsu chirnam the performance of here shirov shirovratam has been in the last class there was some there was a question on the shirovratam explanation the shirovratam explanation in the vedic as part of the vedas says that there are three different places where it has been mentioned as three different exercises one is mundana kriya base of which this man this upanishad got the name mundaka kriya mundaka upanishad because the tonsuring of your head we ex- except keeping the tuft at the back of the head 
that should be the way in which the veda should be studied is one of the place brahmacharya before initiation into brahmacharya that is one of the instruction there is another one which says that they give they do a type of a penance by keeping in the tonsured head they hold kaudan as a create a temporary holding place for the you know oil with a lamp on that so that the kaudan holds the head the hot oil will be there in the head which will be holding that they have to hold on to that till the lamp extinguishes itself that is the second one and the third one is saying that they even burn their tuft at the back of back of back of the head and they run towards the water for burning it i don't know which one is right i don't take any one of them in the literal sense because they're all you know extra, ex, i mean exaggerations given it basically in my my own explanation is that who who wants whose head is firm or the intellect is firm in understanding these studies he is to be taken as the shirovratam he his vrutam or his he you know he puts a fence around his intellect that he will not think anything other than the brahman from the shastras and then one who does that chirnam the performs that duty of the vidhivat in the performance of duty only to such a student that the master should teach this shastra because if there is no faith in the teaching if there is half hearted attempt to that these words of the rishi becomes useless you cannot achieve anything by that it like reading any fiction or non fiction novel and throwing it out it will not make any sense unless this makes sense and it becomes your knowledge i said how does the knowledge become yours i have explained earlier so only from that point of view this becomes useful therefore what they say tatetat satyam rishi angiraha purovacha neither chirna vrato adite do not teach this for people who are not doing shirovrata and chirna vrata adite therefore that is what the angiras has instructed to one namo paramarshibhya namo paramarshibhya he is giving the salutation to the entire tradition of the rishis who have passed on this generations and to the rishis who will be going to teach this in the future also so both the paramarshibhya for the past and paramarshibhya for the future both are covered by the namo paramarshibhya namo paramarshibhya by twice singing that with that we have concluded the muntaka upanishad and i'll chant the chanti mantra and stop it om bhadram karne vishrunayava deva bhadram pashye makshabir yajatra stirai angai sushtu vagum sastanubihi vishema devahidam yadayu sostina indro vridha shravah sostina pusha vishaveda sostina stacho arishtanemi sostino brahaspadir dadatu om shanti 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 om purnamada purnamidam purnat purnamudachyate purnasya purnamadaya purnameva vashishyate om shanti 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 
every time like at the end of the prashad i have a very <laughs> like my heart fills up thank you like with a great determination and your uh, great uh, the knowledge you have uh, completed this text so yeah uh, very grateful to you so uh, coming to what we covered today yeah i think uh, uh, the idea of what happens once the jeevan mukta uh the falashruti the whole the siddhi of the pursuit of the whole brahma vidya is covered and i always like the concept of this gata kala panchadasha panchadasha pratishta especially how it explains in the <clears throat> uh, prashna upanishad so i think uh, one should uh, really if interested should look up look that up because it's about dissolving all your kalas into the substratum and the and that is when you become that purna so it's nice it's nicely illustrated with the moon also right moon ha- moon itself has a 16 kalas and the full moon is a good interpretation of your fullness and that's how poetically also i like it very much and yeah i think uh, most of the falashruti uh, very nicely explained uh, yeah thanks for that uh, i just want to say thanks thank you shrinivas um bindu ji thank you again um i'm the hand raising is open for anyone who would like to come up and uh comment on the supanishad or any of the others or ask to do a question um this was wonderful uh, bindu ji it's um if if we remember going back uh, to the beginning of the supanishad the i'd never heard the question but it it rings through the others um and that was uh the question sir what through which if it is known everything else becomes known and this is such an important fundamental question and this is the guiding light of the upanishad and if we know this if we have that knowledge that's the liberating factor all of this knowledge opens up that door to you know the great truth and and that reality so those are you know that's a fundamental for me in you know in taking uh, this away and there were so many um different aspects of this upanishad and it's short and sweet and and easy to digest uh so much of what i've you know um learned now through these upanishads is um is that this road is um it might be it might be complex to unwind everything that we've learned in life but the path is very straightforward and very simple and i love this that you know the um the aspect that comes out in the in the third canto you know is important to bharat india and that is um in the uh in the the first um uh canto of the third chapter only truth triumphs truth ultimately triumphs and the truth prevails only truth not falsehood truth ultimately triumphs not falsehood and the truth prevails not that truth so this is you know i think for me i think really 
was simple because uh, I kept saying this is like a, you know, a, a study in yoga in that is that there is role. There is a role we can play. And, uh, you know, the purification of the mind uh, is, an, you know, is an essential part to be able to see the truth. Um, so anyway, I'm so grateful, um, Arbin, for uh, you leading us through this again. And uh, please come up uh, if you have any questions that you'd like to um, welcome me to Welcome. Uh, Om Patrick. I just wanted to say thank you to Bindu for leading us uh, through this Upanishad. And, um, you know, leading us. Uh, what amazes me is the capacity of the Indian spiritual mind like that of uh, Adi Shankara to get us out of our uh, own false certitudes, you know, self-assured false certitude and give us a direction, to, uh, give direction to our thoughts uh, using these Upanishads. And, uh, but uh, the discipline of knowledge which Kevala Advaita follows, and it's so beautiful because it uses the a highest faculty given to man. And I would like to quote my master who says beautifully that man is nature's thinker. So, but however, this discipline, uh, sorry, but it's a very self-centered and, and an exclusive inner movement, I would say. Because, you know, when uh, you are in a world of language and concepts, there are contradictions. And... Um, uh, but the purpose is solved. Purpose, the Tatparya of the Upanishad is achieved, even though we get rid of the world by denying it in thought and shutting the eyes of the soul to its vision. Yet, we arrive through this path at the one substratum which we call Brahman. Now, having said that, uh, the question is, you know, this... Uh, uh, imminence of Brahman, the concept of imperishable aspect of imminence of the Brahman, especially when verses like Panchakala merging into the universe and, you know, wherever, the, whatever source it comes from of uh, Brahmavit. I think those explanations, um, instead of cut, cutting it short to fit a philosophical dogma or a philosophical ideal, which is justified, I think it would uh, fulfill certain intellects who are curious and who understand that in spite of the rivers merging into the ocean, the rivers still maintain its individuality. So even though we have understood the trick of uh, Brahman expressing, uh, becoming each thing and all things um, and and we our detection of the cheat and a withdrawal do not seem to affect one bit the self or the universe. The river may have merged into... It's an example, I agree, and it is to drive home a point. But still the Ganges remains and the Yamuna remains and every river remains, though it's still merging with the ocean. So it's question of this given universe that's a challenge to many a reflecting intellect, not as a path, but as a curiosity. As, a, as arriving at Brahman, uh, the Kevala Advaita method is fantastic. Just, uh, you know, that's all I had to say. Thank you. 
Yeah, I see a couple of people have lifted their hands, but uh, you guys are not coming up. You have some glitch in your app, guys, so you might have to go out and come back probably. So, uh, yeah, uh, go, go on. Yeah, regarding the next classes, Jatavedki and uh, Prasad will be making announcement according to that. Which Upanishad will come first and all, they will be announcing it. Please uh, look for the further announcement from them. So, Arvindaji, since we are in thank this you, Thank you, Arvindaji. Thank you. Thank you very much for uh, this Upanishad. I think uh, uh, you may start with Prashna Upanishad, uh, Arvindaji. What I'm expecting Prasad to take up Isha. Otherwise, I will take Isha and then I will go for Taitariya. Because for me, uh, Isha would be the best uh, uh, to start with uh, to take up uh, Taitariya. So, uh, you you yeah, may plan you for Prashna Prishat also. No, you, you can go ahead with the uh, Isha and Taitariya. Then uh, I'll come to Prashna Prishat uh, at a later stage because I need a break. That's the main yes, reason sir. why I'm, I, I need <laughs> okay. I, because I need, unless we share these explanations, you know, uh, it's not that when I'm doing it, I'm also doing a lot of, uh, you know, times and, uh, you know, reading other portions of the Upanishads, preparing the PDF which is placed above. All those things are uh, taking, uh, Time for me. I know this I have to do only once. So next time when I am doing the same Upanishad, I don't have to do it. So I'm not worried about doing it, but it take, it's taking time. So I thought uh, if you both of you can take up some Upanishads in between, it will give me some more time to, uh, you know, breathe some breathing time for me, basically. <laughs> sure, sure, Arvindaji. Definitely, definitely. We will announce. Uh the next uh, dates and all further. I will be back on Monday and then we can discuss and announce that. We will take Isha first and then Tetriya. Thank you. Thank you. Nitya, I wanted to ask you uh, when you said, was that uh, Sri Aurobindo, that man is nature's thinker? Was that just you or was that Aurobindo who said that? Sri Aurobindo, you know, my problem is to, uh, you know, I cannot get over uh, the synthesis of uh, that mind, uh, Sri Aurobindo's uh, philosophical stand on these things. And when Jatuveja ji is going to take the Taitriya, I was looking forward to listening to him, uh, his explanations based on all the three uh, Acharyas, you know, uh, because we have only done basically the Advaitic, um, Kevala Advaita based on that Shankaracharya Bhagavad Pada's commentary. It'll be so interesting to listen to all the three concepts, all the three views of a, but every mantra. And it is so fantastic because uh, Shankaracharya would look at it, look at the world, the jiva, and uh, the transcendent, from the transcendent level. Whereas um, a Madhvacharya would look at, um, Sri Madhvacharya would look at it from the individual, the world, and the transcendent, and Vishishta Advaita, uh, certainly from the universe, the individual, and the transcendent. It's a very interesting analysis, and everyone is right in their, you know, from where they come. Just so 
amazing that we've had this shining host of analytical philosophers. And I must proudly declare without ego that they're all from the South. Yeah. Binduji, I wanted to ask you a question. I mean, when we when we're led through this Upanishad, um, you know, we reminded that, you know, he who knows Brahman becomes Brahman. And I'm I'm reminded of something that Sri Aurobindo said, uh, that the yogi uh can do anything a non yogi can uh only better. And I don't know when he said that. I've just been, I've heard that, you know, many times from, from different people. So this is to say that that illuminated one, that, that one who is liberated, self-realized, um, who's achieved that, you know, moksha. Is that to say that that person sees things in the world in in the in I don't want to say the true form, but their perspective on on world affairs or anything else is an, also a reflection of of truth. Your question had two pre presumptions. I would say in your question, one is that. The one who knows starts knowing something differently because he is getting to know something. Second thing is that this world of, you know, whatever happens or the multiplicity which we are feeling, they have independent reality. These presumptions are the reasons why we are not able to see it from that point of view. This very moment, all of us are that and we are what we are experiencing that only. But the three type of errors which are in our perception is the cause for where we are not understanding. Even though Upanishad tells it by breaking their head hundred times, thousand times, I don't know how many times they have been telling it. How many centuries they have been telling it. Somehow that we are not able to break that three knots which is holding us. The reason is we are not taking effort. That's all. And then we see that at this moment what we are seeing is that only. We start seeing the same thing. The same way how things are there. But we know the reality of them. No seeing them and seeing the reality behind them. Is like seeing the mirage and knowing that mirage is not water. You will see the water, but you will know it is not a water. Same way we will see the name and form, and we will see that they are names and form of awareness coming to us. That doesn't change the name and form will dissolve. No. The name and form will remain. The transaction will be in the name and form only, because transaction is with the duality. But while doing the duality, while seeing the mirage, a person doesn't run towards the water. Same way, see, interacting with the name and form of the world, you know that it is nothing but the same existence and awareness, which is the truth of mine and the world outside. You do not have an attraction, repulsion or anything, because when you are that and that is you, 
should you have a love and hate or any any attraction or uh, to aggrandize or you know destroy it or anything like that no hey just they are name and form of my own expressions in different names and forms so why do why why should i have a, a you know a, a reality experience for the name and form which needs a substratum of my own nature which is with which i feel that i have an existence and awareness when we see the transaction is when the name and forms are taken the names and forms interact that doesn't mean the substratum interacts the substratum is untouched by the change the apparent actions in the surface नमस्कार बिंदु जी एंड नमस्ते which stops us for getting there it is so important to highlight that with clarity which you did and of course the concepts like jivan mukta vidya mukti because they are huge metaphors ultimately and they say a lot of things but in non duality they remain concepts also the apara and para that you spoke about is very important and my humble suggestion pindoji is to in continuation with this please take up prashna also because prashna is a natural progression after mundaka so if you don't have time then if jatveda ji could take prashna then a lot of listeners will benefit because after mundaka naturally prashna should come because of this connection with para pra and some other topics of course i understand your busy schedule and based on that you could decide thank you hey welcome kritar go ahead hey welcome yeah thank you yeah. see i just want to see what is it like here is that we uh right now we are talking i don't know if it is separation or whatever it is because so think of that is it like that ki actually i am only expressing to myself matlab matlab every expression is just is done by me there is only my expression all all around me So can can I say that right now I'm talking to myself? Was it audible? Did you did you get that question? Yes, good that. Yes, I was saying that he. If it so is like you I'm have to come myself. You, so first you have created a. feeling that you are separate 
and then you are talking to yourself is another notion which you are again superimposing on that. Okay. So it is just me. Either I'm talking, yeah. either I'm. So, so first find out. I when you say I am talking, who is talking? You are, only if you know that who is talking. That sent, that statement. That talking. statement. Body, that body. statement can have a. That statement can have a extension. Okay. Actually, this person is speaking. Means whatever. This person is speaking right now, and this person is speaking. So. Whether you call it as whether Kritarth, Kritarth, whether you call it as a person, Kritarth, or I, all of them are got you have your idea of that is what makes it the doership. Does the doership exist in you? First, find out. Everything happens on its own. I don't mean. Yeah, I will talk to you. Means when I said that the whatever happens in this world is a is a cause and effect. So I have this thought in my mind. मतलब this means whatever I call it, call it. I had a thought there. There was a thought, and it took an action. You have answered it. The thought is in my mind. You said, isn't it? You are aware of your mind having a thought, right? Hmm. Did you analyze that? Yes, my mind is having this thought. You said my mind is having the thoughts, so you are the one who is aware of your mind and your thoughts. So you are neither the mind nor the thoughts. So you, how do you say I am thinking? I am, therefore, I think. No, you do. Do you have the thinking as a as a as a doership in you? your mind has thoughts and it is thinking so you are the one who knows that your mind is there and it is thinking so is the doership in the mind or in you it's in mind yeah then why do you say i am i am thinking yes i am not i am not thinking but this is happening that impression that it i am thinking and this is happening is all from the point of view are when you accepting a separateness so i don't think we require this talk to means find out what what we want to find out come again we don't require this kind of I means this we don't require this kind of uh, talks or something like that to have to find out what you, what we want to find out because of whatever whatever i will say it will be on the basis of cause and effect you should ponder about what is being told in the upanishads and the teachings are there to know from the source of all those things from your thinking when you are doing the thinking you have you will start with the beginning that i am the one who is thinking or i am thinking about it i am this there is yeah, uh, A I process. Will, I will then there, there is a there is a process in which it is happening. You should observe the process by yourself to identify what is the process, how it is happening, who is observing it, who is doing it, 
and what is the relationship between the doing and the happening and all those things when you start analyzing you will get more and more answers for that these are all called the prakriya or the process in which a self enquiry is being done namaste prakash namaste namaste thank you I was just listening yeah. okay now with the with uh, just thinking about what uh, kir prakha was asking um, and that question comes up all the time and uh, and i always like the um, the principle of ashtanga yoga as a sadhana uh, because uh, <clears throat> the dhyana the method so when you talk about meditation uh, you know it has become a cliche term uh, and mindfulness and all these words have become so cliche that uh, the ashtanga gives a much better uh, just like the eightfold path of buddha ashtanga the eight folds of practice that is where i think a lot of uh, what rajesh ji was referring to as para para a lot of that manifestation would happen only through that process so when when kirtak was asking what is uh, that self is it it's all just happening the way the, so imagine things are happening uh, think of merry go round that spinning and you suddenly getting into it okay. you get into it at some at some entry point but once you get into it you're spinning you cannot observe because you part of that become part of that spinning and that's the problem of the self which is an inner dimension not just the self as a representation through the senses but self aham so we say aham bhavam ahamkaram aham vidya you know knowledge and there you have para apara right para apara vidyas you know the the knowledge of the self that is at the senses and knowledge of the self that's an observer of all those so that's where you learn to discern you know you have to kind of discern through that and for that it's just not an intellectual understanding which is what uh, bindoji was saying that you know you you have to read you have to practice but the idea is in a, in a nutshell as an entry point what i can tell you is what i have learned is the aham is a dimension right so your senses are always pointing outwards and gathering lot of information all the time and your naming so we talked about name and form earlier here so the name comes from where from a repository of you know your memories and the memories are what um is it as far as you know there's no local deposition of memory so if you look at the process of how becoming happens the name is coming from somewhere and that has a lot of habits that are associated with the way names come rushing to a form so what you do is when you go into the aham aham a self observation what you're trying to do is watch how the name comes to the form And so you have these two dimensions so one is attention and memory and these two are clashing where the observer is there and so what you're trying to do you're trying to build the observer muscle and push those two slightly so that when the name comes to the form you can actually see what the name is and what the form is and that is the first step in self knowledge so you have some observer there till then it's just happening like the wheel spinning it's just spinning all the time 
So maybe that's a good way to start the practice, you know, if you if you are in the mode of practice. But if it's just an intellectual exercise, this is the thing that the aham is not how it works outside in the world, but rather how it observes itself. And that's where I talk about the spinning wheel and how you get into it. Because it's always becoming in some ways, right? Because as soon as your senses are awake, there's memory. And so even if your senses are shut down, the memory is still firing. So the way to get out of that loop and get the, the uh, solve the problem, which is, I think, what Prasnam is, uh, solve that bottleneck, is to create the aham, the observer. And then you are on the path. I think then you will go find the text where you will have questions addressed and you will have teachers who will tell you where to steer you, you know, the wheel and how to stabilize it. And then eventually once it becomes completely stable, which is what apara is or para is, right? In the nirguna state, the wheel stops spinning because there's no need to attach the names to forms. They can all be there. Just like what Binduji was saying. They're always there. But the observer is no longer spinning the wheel. And then you realize you are the one spinning the wheel. <laughs> Initially, you want to get into the wheel. But then once you get to the next level of a calm observer, still observer, you realize you are the one who is spinning it. It is the agency of you. And that recognition is the first taste of the kind of a higher, whatever you want to call it, higher self or uh, the deathless state. It's better to call it deathless because uh, there's no birth of name and form there. It's always there. And so it, it's not a, a, of direct concern to you anymore. And so you don't have a problem with the world, but then more importantly, you don't have a problem with yourself. So you become a very calm observer. And that's the kind of first taste. So you, you can just feel as you close your eyes you know, and sit down. Just watch your senses firing all kinds of information. Then you know, okay, this is a this requires some ardency and alertness and not just a intellectual exercise. That will make you understand some concepts. But once it goes into practice, immediately it transforms and makes a lot more tangible sense. It's no longer, you know, for people who are practicing and sitting together, these kind of words are not subjective. They're very objective. Because you know exactly the position of the observer with reference to your mind. Are you close to the senses? Are you close to your memories and all the other things that keep on coming and going? Or are you somewhere in the middle? And it is always from these reference points these words are used in many of these forms. So, yeah, that's. Uh, I just wanted to... I, ho I don't know if uh, Kirtha got something out of it, but I thought sharing that might be useful. Thank you. It was quite insightful, but I will ask you one thing. Whatever, I don't want to say anything right now. I don't want to relate to my memories of things of Upanishads too. I would just ask you one thing. You can't be in one state of mind all, all the time. You are saying that yeah. you want to be an observer. Yeah, can, can, observer. Can I have a request for uh, both uh, Kritarth and Prakash. 
then we continue this discussion in the new and the other room because this uh, need we need to move to the uh, sure, sure. because this is saved for re replay for others those who have been not able to attend this class. So if the discussion goes long, then it will become too long for them to catch up. Yeah. We'll move to the. I'll go. I'll go open uh, the other room, Bindiji. Uh, thank you, everyone, for coming, and please join us. I'm going to open up another room, uh, same Jata Veda, nice. called Life and Life Beyond. And Beyond. And we can open up any discussion uh, uh, around Advaita and other subjects related to this. So, Harion, thank you, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Om Swasti Prajabhya Parivala Yanda Nyayena Margena Mahimahisha Go Brahmane Vyasubamastu Nityam Loka Samasta Sukino Bhavantu Kale Vashad Parjanyaha Prativi Sasya Shalini, Desho Yam Shobarahida, Brahmana Sandhu Nirbhayaha, Om Shanti Shanti Shanti, Om Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamadachide, Purnasya Purnamadaya, Purnameva Vashishyade, Om Shanti Shanti Shanti.